Mini episode 1545 of the FDH Lounge is brought to you by Sportsology, delivering unconventional columns and webcasts about sports, TV, music, movies, and more. Follow them on the web at sportsology.com. The FDH Lounge. You want to schedule your life around it. A long time ago, on a gloomy, wet Cleveland spring night, two men stand alone amidst the late night drizzle. Their voices echo across the vacant station parking lot as they debate the merits of the great American radio show that have been missing for far too long. On that night, an idea was born. That idea became the FDH Lounge. Welcome to the FDH Lounge. Hello, everyone. Welcome to FDH Lounge mini episode 1545. This is FDH Managing Partner Rick Morris here. And we have something that we did a couple of years back. I believe we've done a World Cup draft every year since 2010, but we have four of the same five competitors that we did for the 2018 one. Uh, I come back, thankfully, as uh, the defending champion of it. So looking to defend my uh, title against four of the same five participants. Uh, Let's start with the guys that we have on the phone line. Uh, they are two longtime FDH Lounge dignitaries, friends of mine going back to the Sports Talk Network days, and they specifically are uh, bringing back to the show that they were doing at the Sports Talk Network. More to come on that, but uh, the unheard scene, uh, the great unsigned bands showcase uh, program that, that I had then, uh, that will be coming back in 2023. So congratulations on having it come back. I'll start with you, uh, Anthony. Uh, good to have you back on for this one. It's great to be back, and thanks for the congratulations. It's been a lot of work, but it's coming back. And I look forward to being a part of it and uh, seeing this play out, and uh, this is going to be tremendous to have happen. And uh, let's talk about also uh, the other executive producer and other host uh, previously of the Unheard Scene, my good friend Matt Patron. How you doing, Matty? Not too bad, not too bad. I'm excited about our show coming back. It's going to be a lot of work, and... I can't thank the people that are around us enough to push us to come back, so that's why we're doing it. We are going to look for help, and it should be fun. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, you got to give the people what they want, and uh, it'll be great to have uh, the unheard scene coming back. And like I said, I look forward to uh, participating as before. Yeah, well, it's it's, it's going to be a great team effort, and, uh, you know, you're doing, you guys are doing what we're doing here with this show. Uh, if you get a cast of thousands out there, it's a little bit easier. You know, you can spread out more stuff to more people. It's a great right. model to use, and uh, I think it's going to work very well for you. So uh, here with our World Cup draft that we are doing, uh, we have up on the main page at fantasydrafthelp.com, you can go click it, the 2022 FDH World Cup preview. We have a draft board on there as well as uh, a uh, set of suggested league guidelines and then uh, also predictions for the World Cup. So we have all of that there. You can go check that out. And... What we have here in terms of our draft order, uh, we did a uh, poll for position here from the uh, good old uh, ping pong ball hopper, and uh, counting back from five to one, uh, Anthony Patron picking fifth, so in our five-round draft, he is going to be going back-to-back on the uh, first and second round picks and third and fourth round picks. Thoughts on the uh, position, Anthony? I'm, I'm saying lucky dog. I, I, I've had a discussion with Matt about this this morning, and I think I'm going to be stinking him. Really? Okay. Well, this <laughs> That's is why one... I'm saying lucky dog because when you get to pick back to back like that. Yeah, I'd rather be uh, I'd rather be you than me, uh, Anthony. Because uh, spoiler alert, I'm picking first, but I got to wait till the tenth pick for number two. 
And I always exactly. do Exactly. That's where I'm looking. I get two top teams in this one. Yeah. Right. And there's not a lot of separation. It's not even like, oh, there's a clear favorite, so it's good for me to be at one. I'm looking at this like uh, I'm in the worst spot. I'm one in between Jason Jones, our senior editor. I have a list for him. He is picking fourth, picking third, returning from last time as well. My nephew, Fletcher Morris, our guest selector, uh, he was the runner-up last time. Uh, it took until the uh, World Cup championship game uh, for me to deny the young man uh, a, a title. The second spot, Matt Patron. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you got to be able to... Uh, you got to be able to spike the ball on them literally and figuratively when they're younger, right? That's half the fun of it. Yeah, Take it yeah. while you can. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's getting to the point where uh, it would be different, uh, more and more difficult to uh, spike a ball on him literally. But uh, uh, at this point in the second spot, uh, Matt Patrone, I, Rick Morris, in the first spot. So you and I somewhat in the same kind of boat, uh, Matt. Uh, we're going to get uh, theoretically one of the top teams here. But, again, not a lot of separation at the top, and we are going to be waiting, waiting, waiting for pick number two. And it's going to be nail-biting, I think, because Anthony just said he might snake me. I shouldn't have told him what my <laughs> – You have a way of doing this. I love it. It's like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Right. Well, the key, Matt, uh, free advice. Listen to that voice ahead of time. <laughs> but, uh, well, I don't know if you're going to get snaked with the uh, pick here, but uh, you guys know the direction I'm going in because I never deviate from the FEH draft board. Number one on the aforementioned draft board is Argentina. That's who I'm bringing home, looking for Messi to get it done. Uh, interestingly, though, when you're looking at the, uh, the recent history of the World Cup, uh, Europe has the last four World Cups, five of the last six. So Argentina would be going against recent history here to be able to uh, to win it. But I am looking for that to happen with Messi's swan song. I have them as a narrow number one, Matt. It is a solid pick because Messi's going to be giving it all because this is it for him. Absolutely. It is going to be it, and uh, you, you can expect the best effort. No question about it. Uh, so you getting uh, the, the pick that you want number one, or was Argentina number one on your board? I was not number one on my board. Okay. All righty. So you're getting your number one pick then. All right. No, Argentina was not. I, I thought about that, and I had talked to a bunch of friends and everything. I've got a friend at work that is, his name is Kirk, but he is a big-time soccer fan. He watches all these games everywhere. That's all he does. He sits at his machine at work and watches soccer. Well, now so that you, you bothered him for that. <laughs> you know what? what do you think? Since you're not going to be a part of this, let me lean on you. And he says, you know, I think Brazil is going to come out with this. So for my pick, I'm picking Brazil. Yeah, and that's one where I believe you probably snaked my nephew here on this one here. I don't think he's going to be happy. I think he would have gone with Brazil uh, instead on his list. He has Germany, who we have number two. He's going to go in that spot there, and that is the first tier of the FDH draft board that is gone at this point. Germany goes in the third spot. Jason Jones picking fourth is going to go with a team that has had a good amount of success in the 21st century, that being France. So they go in that spot. That was another thing. The guys at work were telling me and another friend, they said, okay, France and Germany both have a lot of injuries that they have to think about. Yeah, that is going to be an issue, and that's, is that there is 
it seems like there's a decent amount of parity among the top teams, right? I mean, you, there's, you could make a case for and a case against any number of these teams. Right. And the injuries, I think, are the case against, as you're talking about, for Germany and France. This brings it to you, Anthony. You're getting uh, two of the top six overall, and maybe on your board better than that if you didn't have any of these countries on your board listed higher. So I'm looking at the uh, FIFA World Men's Rankings Okay. currently, and I'm going to go with number two on the FIFA Men's World Rankings. It's a little lower on your board, but researching a little bit while snaking my brother, I'm going to go with Belgium. Come on! Okay. All right. All right. Belgium, and uh, they're actually 10 on our uh, board. What are some of the things you like about Belgium? I like the fact that they have a very strong defense. Okay. And it's, it's going to be rough to get past them. Mm-hmm. Basically, they on their defense. That was, that was the reason I wanted them. Their defense is so strong, and Belgium has been... Look how far they've not the last couple of World Cups. They've been in it. They're about due, and their defense is going to hold it. And they just needed a couple of players to score, and they're getting there. And I think they have a chance this time. That would have been where Anthony snaked me. There they is, are currently ranked at number two in the FIFA World Rankings. There is a case to be made that defense might be a little bit more... Uh, uh, of a prevalent kind of issue this time around because at 28 days, this is the most compact World Cup since 1978. Now, part of the reason they're able to do it more compact is because in Qatar, everything is closer to one another. It is the first World Cup since the first one in 1930 in Uruguay where nobody's going to have to fly from location to location. So everybody is going to be in a pretty central location and then kind of drive out in whatever direction to get from here to there. That allows them to play quicker, but that's a thing where also, too, you, you might see some of these more uh, defensive-type games, if that is the case, uh, the brutality of the schedule, everything being stacked up on one another, and that would seem to be something that would play in your hands. There's not as much rest time. Right. There's not going to be. And, uh, yeah, that could play into a very defensive club like Belgium. So, all right, an interesting uh, first pick here. You're up again, Anthony. All right, and I'm going to go with uh, the number five team on your board, the oh, Netherlands. Netherlands, okay. They, right. are a good op- they are a good, going completely on the opposite spectrum, they are a strong offensive team. This is one of these things where, uh, you know, in fantasy football, I, I talk about this with uh, a lot of my friends here, bemoaning about how we can't trade guys from our one team to our other team. Uh, if only you could trade Netherlands' offense to uh, Belgium and pair it with their defense, Anthony, you might go undefeated. It would make the best team in the World Cup. <laughs> yeah. Probably would. <laughs> well, the system doesn't allow for that. But, yeah, that's so stylistically from one end of the spectrum to the other, uh, that is very interesting. Uh, and uh, two teams from Northern Europe for you. Two teams from Western Europe for Jason, as his second pick is going to be Spain. And uh, for Fletcher, uh, this is going to be very interesting, that uh, his pick is going to be uh, one of the most cursed teams historically, but a team that is always a contender, England. And they have a lot of question marks this time around. They they have a lot of question marks, but again, they're always a dangerous team, aren't they? They, they do. They are. You cannot ever push out England. Yeah. You just can't. One of the biggest two leagues in the world is the English Premier League. Right. Right in their country. Right. So 
And they, have, have, and they have a decent number of native players in that. Of course, they do have uh, the, some of the best from all over the world. But, yeah, there are a lot of people from right there in the U.K. playing in that league, no question. Right. And uh, in, in looking at this, uh, by the way, uh, structurally here, with the 32 teams, we are drafting 25 here today in this uh, draft. And I uh, don't know if we'll make any tweaks to this next time around or not, but uh, this is the last World Cup at 32 teams. It's going to 64, or I'm sorry, not 64, 48 next time. Yeah. When it comes to North America. 64 is a lot. Yeah, yeah, 64 would be overkill. 48 when it comes to North America in 2026. And it's funny, yeah. I was looking at that. When they announced the list of cities, thinking about you guys, I was like, ah, oh, well, they might be able to go to Cincinnati, Columbus, whatever. Nope! There is like nothing that is right Not here. Close. Yeah, in our part of the country, uh, that tells me that they don't try to go to Columbus because of the new stadium that the crew has. Yeah, it's although they seem Not to me. prize capacity over anything else for this, but then again, you have Ohio Stadium right there, and they yeah. they they lease it out for different things here. So if the thing of it is, is you want a place that can seat 100,000, you happen to have one there also. It's one of the best soccer markets in this country. So right. I, I felt bad for you guys because I was thinking, I will, like... You know, I will say I am honored and privileged to have been to a World Cup game. Have you been? Okay. The last time the World Cup was in the United States was the first time. Okay. And did play at Ford Field in Detroit. Oh, okay. And I was honored and yeah, privileged you know. that my mom and dad bought three tickets, four tickets... And we took my cousin and went. Actually, I was able to see Romania play Croatia. Okay. And it was unlike anything I've ever seen in my life. I can imagine. But by the way, unless they also purchased a time machine, because I believe Ford Field came in in the early 2000s, that was the Silverdome, right? It probably. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> I cannot keep up with Detroit stadiums. I apologize. That's true. <laughs> All righty. Well, you're up, uh, Matt. You and I have had to wait a good long period of time to make our uh, second picks. We won't have to wait nearly as long to make our third picks. Hopefully there's enough left over here for us. What are you as looking at? Camp, we got Argentina gone, Germany gone, Brazil gone, Netherlands gone, Spain gone, England gone, right? Yeah. Belgium gone. Yeah. I mean, no, no real surprises at this point. I think I'm going to go with Portugal. Okay. Well, you snake me on that one here. The end of the FDH second tier. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. It. Uh, he's also one getting older, and I was talking to, like you said, my buddy at work. He, mm -hmm. I said, Cristiano Ronaldo is good, but that, that one was a kind of a, I don't know. I, I, I like him, but he's not the only player on the team, and then the rest of the team has to step up. Okay. Well, so yeah. I'm nervous on that one. Well, and I'm kind of surprised I took him that quick, but because of him, I took him that quick. Okay. Well, uh, in, in a spot here where... Rally his troops. Right. In a spot where a lot of people thus far have uh, paired up their teams uh, geographically in an interesting way, Anthony with Belgium and the Netherlands, Jason with France and Spain, uh, Fletcher with the uh, World War II main event enemies of Germany and England, uh, I'm going to follow in the footsteps here of near geographic things here. My pick is going to be Uruguay to po to pair with Argentina. Uruguay. Yes, yes. Uruguay. The the first uh, winners of the World Cup in 1930 and one of I believe one of the uh, one of the few 
countries that has captured more than one World Cup. Yes, they've captured two, the other one being in 1950. So, unfortunately, I get the sense, guys, there might be not anybody from the 1930 or 1950 guys left on this team here. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I might not be able to get the benefit of that championship experience in the clubhouse. But nevertheless, they are perennial power. I'm going to go with them. And uh, I'm going to deviate here uh, geographically here with my next part pick and go with Denmark for my pick to lead off the third round, thus bringing it back around to you, Matthew. You know, I think I'm going to USA. All right. Why not? Why I mean, well? they... And I'm proud. They have a strong team. <laughs> I know. I'm they've been getting, they've been getting the MLS players that are in the league now, uh, and they've been learning from it. And then the MLS has been sending American players overseas to learn. And I think US might have a and might have a chance, and they might shock everybody. He's only just happy because he's met a guy on the team. Yeah. Well. Don't. <laughs> hey, good old De- DeAndre Yedlin from Akron News. Okay, well, personal <laughs> personal connections uh, mean a lot. He made a personal connection for his pick last time in the World Cup draft. We'll probably talk about that a little later on. But uh, by the way, here it, for our scoring system, all you got to basically do to start getting points is make it to the round of sixteen. You get three points when your team makes it there. You get an additional five points if your team qualifies for the quarterfinals. Seven if it moves, another seven if it moves on to the semifinals, an additional ten if you move on to the finals, and an additional twelve for winning the championship. So at this point, I think we're realistically looking for teams that can make the round of sixteen or the quarterfinals. I think that's where we're at right now as far as setting I, the bar. I think US is going to do it. I think they're going to make it. Yeah, I I, I think they're going to be at least in the round of sixteen. So I, I think that could very much. Uh, nope, come out. Yeah. Yeah, that could happen. By, by the way, I'm uh, desperately hoping with the YouTube channel we don't get a copyright strike from Anthony's horrible warbling of uh, proud to be an American. Anthony, I'm going to be none too happy if I find out Lee Greenwood has filed a copyright uh, notification. <laughs> Well, that's the chance you take on this show, obviously. <laughs> yeah, you never know. I'm going to say, Lee's listening to that and heard that. Yeah. Good for you, Ricky. Oh, exactly, exactly. And uh, moving to the next couple of picks here, uh, Fletcher Morris selects Ecuador and Jason Jones selects Poland. So uh, keeping with that, he's creeping eastward in Europe here, but still keeping the whole European theme going, Team Europe for Jason. And again, uh, they have dominated the World Cup wins uh, for the better part of the 21st century here, so maybe not a bad strategy. That brings it back to you, Anthony, for the end of the third, beginning of the fourth round picks. So I think I'm going to go with my next pick. <laughs> I'm going to say Matt's got something for the end. He's been threatening me. Okay. I'm not going to snake him on the end. All right. But I'm gonna say there's a uh, you know a North another North American team okay that I think has a strong shot at doing something great and that's Mexico. Oh okay. okay. That, that's that's a that's not a snake pick from me. Okay. But that was one I was considering. I was about to ask you if they like back bacon, but no, different country. So okay. <laughs> uh, 
I was thinking. Of, up, yeah, I was thinking. Yes, of course. Uh, you, you you could still go team SCTV and uh, steer it in that direction with your fourth round pick if you wanted to. You know, I think I'm going to stay in North America. Okay. Just because I can, and Canada's the beginning of it. I'm going to go with Canada. Okay. All right. All right. Take off, you hoser. Okay. They haven't looked too bad lately. They've been getting stronger a lot lately. Yeah. 2022 has been a good year for them in international play. So, you know, they, they definitely have momentum. You have a team with momentum on your side. Uh, at this point here. Uh, that brings us back around to Jason. He is going to pick Senegal. And uh, for Fletcher Morris, his selection is going to be Serbia. So I know that uh, good friend, FDH Lounge dignitary Mike Villey is cheering right now that uh, his beloved Serbia has been taken in the draft. And that brings us back around to you, uh, Matt, your second to last pick of the draft here. I'm not seeing the team that I want on the board at all. Okay. Not in it. <laughs> Matt really wants to pick a team that's not in it. No, 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 no. He wanted to pick Italy, and they missed out. They are not in this World right. Cup. Right. That's kind of weird that they're not. Is that is very weird. <laughs> they had a late game that really screwed them, and they missed out on World Cup qualifying. It's a rough one to see, but it's weird that they missed. It is. It definitely is. And when you look at some of the teams that are in here as well, they, you know, you look at some of these countries like, wait a minute, they're in, but Italy is not? So that's just yeah, weird. That, but it's all in how the World Cup process works, and you got to give it to FIFA for running a great process of people getting into the World Cup. Yeah. Well, no Italy for you, uh, Matt Patron. So uh, what's it going to be instead? I'm going to go Switzerland. Okay. I don't know much about them, to be honest with you. I'd... Okay. Just looking at this. I don't know. I just. Well, I, I think this is entirely fitting, but I'm neutral about your pick, Matt. <laughs> You're neutral <laughs> I hope you didn't choke on a beverage there, Anthony. <laughs> I did not, but that's a good belly laugh. Thank oh, you for that. Thank you. Thank you for putting it over. <laughs> it, uh, well, next up for me, I'm going with a country that. Uh, Unfortunately, they've been getting some shells lobbed at their country in recent days. But, hey, these players aren't going to be at home. So even if their country gets wiped out, they're going to be okay. South Korea. I will go with, <laughs> with them. So, yeah. <laughs> As we get into a little bit of the geopolitical commentary as well here. <laughs> I, know, I know my friend Mike Villy is going to be very displeased with me as I make my final pick, but I have to go with the highest one on the draft board here, and that is Croatia. So It's too, it's too bad that Ukraine's not in here. You could have made the same comments. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that's right. You know, they may not have a country to go back to, but I think they can do good in the tournament. <laughs> so there is that. Matt, we'll, we'll see if uh, your pick here in the fifth round uh, brings up again uh, one of the most controversial lines from the 2018 World Cup draft. I have a sense that it might. Well, I, I told Anthony and threatened him not to pick that team because... He's not going to do it. He just told me he's not going to do it. Okay. I'm picking the host country. I'm taking guitar. He threatened me this whole time, and he's not going to do it. I know they're short. I know they're tough. But... <laughs> 
short but tough. Your line from 2018 on picking <laughs> Japan, because what was it? You got to be friends with one of the players who played on the University of Akron team? That was Jamaica. Oh, Jamaica. Okay, all right. I had that scramble in my head. Okay, so there was no particular reason for Japan. Okay. And they were short and tough. The Japan okay. pick was just their short and tough. And uh, me the entire time. As, as far as Qatar in the fifth round, you know, what an well, under, what an underdog feel good story story that would be, huh? Just kidding, just kidding. Blood money. They killed thousands of migrants to build these stadiums. All this stuff I, allegedly. So whatever, but uh, you know, they allegedly, 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 yes. And okay, we did. Anthony and I did do some research, and we did kind of listen to some other people's podcasts and what their thoughts were and this and that. I'm not gonna lie, I did some research. Okay. And they some of the players that they this guy was talking about from guitar, they sound really good and I think they might have a chance. Okay. Although I did ask when was the last time a host city won? And I haven't found that answer out yet. I haven't looked that up. Okay. And I, I do gotta say in his defense Group A is probably the easiest grouping of the entire World Cup. Okay. So you're looking at Qatar, Ecuador, Senegal, Netherlands. Okay. It sounds tough. Three of those four teams have been picked. But if you look at it truly, they are the easiest group in the World Cup. Well, and in looking at this here, I'm looking on uh, Wikipedia and you go back a ways, but interestingly enough, it hasn't happened since 1978, but it happened in 78 and 74. In 78, it happened with Argentina, and in 74, it happened with the then West Germany. And looking back for the 66, uh, wow, the only time England won was in England. They're apparently, see, they need that home cooking. That's why they haven't won before or since. Is, uh, <laughs> Evidently, if they don't have the home crowds on their side, uh, they can't do shiznit. Uh, Uruguay in the first World Cup in 1930, so it doesn't happen too many times. It's I'm also thinking, okay, that's why I say, you know what? It's about time for somebody to do it again. And from what this guy was saying, I was kind of impressed with the numbers that I heard. Yeah. And they have went out and physically bought players. Yes. And they, World Cup. they yeah. have physically trained players since they were 12 years old for this World Cup. Buying people in countries like that? <coughs> like slavery. <coughs> but, oh, that's uh, never going to happen. Yeah. So, uh, allegedly. Not, 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 not. <laughs> allegedly. There's, there's a lot of... Allegedly. It's yeah. all allegedly, man. There's, there's, all, there's a lot of allegedly's you got to put in there with Qatar, but uh, okay. The, also, there's also the... Okay. The players from there are used to that heat. Home field advantage might take advantage for them because okay the rest of the world what are they saying that's why they're you doing the world cup this late in the year is because it's the heat there that's true so that might take advantage for them to because they're used to it they're used to playing in it where nobody else again you know and it's it's going to be uh, a little bit, uh, kind of, you know, by, by playing at this time of year, that's not going to be as big of a factor. But, yeah, it'll still be a big factor. I mean, I don't, I don't think there's a time of the year when you go there and you're having to put on your parka. So, you know, yeah, I think that's going to come into play to some degree. But uh, Qatar, yeah, Qatar, the exception to the rule that every underdog has to be a feel-good story. But uh, 
that is your selection here. Uh, Fletcher Morris's final selection is Morocco. Jason Jones picks Japan. Uh, off of your small but deadly, uh, you know, very insensitive line that you used previously. So this brings it to uh, Anthony. Anthony's not going back to the board to look because he was going to say, screw it, I'm taking that one. Yeah, well, it <laughs> ends up in the NFL draft, it ends up being, uh, at the very end, they call it the Mr. Irrelevant pick. So this would be right. the country irrelevant pick here. Oh, uh, this fits, you know, after looking at the board and figuring it, this fits. The country irrelevant would be Iran's. Yes. Okay. And you know you didn't even use a capital letter for the name of their country on your board? Really? Yeah. <laughs> the only one you didn't use a capital letter. That's the right. That's right. I'm looking at this now. Yeah, well, that's what I think of them, basically. They fit for irrelevant country, I'll tell you what. Yeah. I'm going to say... I agree with Anthony. Just on that, you might you might get it just as because of that. Can, <laughs> can we can we give you the Iron Sheik as their flag bearer? USA, yeah. yes, do it. Yes. <laughs> that would be incredible. So, in looking at this here, the rosters of teams, I have Argentina, Uruguay, Denmark, South Korea, and Croatia. For Matt Patron, it's Brazil, Portugal, the USA, Switzerland, and Qatar. For Fletcher Morris, our guest picker, it is Germany, England, Ecuador, Serbia, and Morocco. For Jason Jones, it's France, Spain, Poland, Senegal, and Japan. For Anthony Patron, Belgium, the Netherlands, Mexico, Canada, Iran. This looks like it's going to be very competitive. I'll start with you, Anthony. Your thoughts on all the different rosters assembled? Really, I think there's some tough rosters. Yeah. I really do. I think it's going to be a lot of fun to see who gets what. Uh, Jason and I are no longer friends because he took Japan ahead of me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but other than that, I look forward to a lot of fun. It's going to be great. We're going to have a lot of... Uh, this is why you want to get in one of these things here. It gives you a little something extra when you're watching the games here. Something to root for for your own team here. And uh, Matt, your thoughts on this on the rosters assembled? Uh, again, it was a rough decision on a lot of it. And they it's hard to say because, as they say, okay, I'm going to use an NFL term here, any given Sunday. Right. Anybody can beat anybody. Right. Who's going to be that Cinderella story? Mm -hmm. So it could happen to uh, – if I look back, I can honestly say I wish I could have had different picks on some of it, but okay. I don't want to change it, okay. and I won't. I'm happy with my picks. I think it's going to be tough, and you're right. It, it does make watching the World Cup – a lot more fun when you're involved with something like this that maybe one of these days that you open the FDH Lounge and everybody that listens to the FDH Lounge can get involved with. Yes, everybody should. If you're if you're going to watch this, if you have any interest, and again, unlike you guys, my nephew Fletcher and Jason, I'm not the biggest soccer guy in the world, but uh, I'll be watching just to see what my you teams can do. <laughs> We will have some smack talk going back and forth throughout this thing, which always makes it fun. So uh, appreciate uh, getting to do this here with you guys, Anthony and Matt Patrone. Once again, also, not only FDH Lounge dignitaries, but once again, also the purveyors of the unheard scene coming back in 2023, uh, out there featuring unsigned music bands everywhere. So, gentlemen, a pleasure to have you both on for this. My final thought? I appreciate you, Ricky. Thank you for having us on. Okay. I continue loving doing the drafts. 
with you. It was a lot of fun. And maybe one day we do the band draft again. We could always revisit that, definitely. And uh, we are not too far out, about two months down the road from where we tape this from the next anniversary show for the lounge also, too. So I have some fun thoughts on that uh, for some things we can do. So we'll get into all that and much, much more subsequently here. So thank you guys for being a part of this, as well as our guest picker, Fletcher Morris, and our senior editor, Jason Jones. Love you, Ricky. Thanks, I said, Love you, Ricky. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Love the show. And thank you, guys. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in to this mini-episode of the FDH Lounge.